Welcome back to your ultimate playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. This is side A of the record. This is where we pick a theme and then everybody has a little bit of homework to do. Uh, they have to pick a song based on that theme. And this episode, it's my turn to pick that theme. Uh, my my theme is kind of how I've been feeling for a while now, maybe since the pandemic and all that. But um, it's it's anything about destruction. It could be a, a relationship. It could be the world. Whatever you feel like destruction is. Um, so my, I thought I'd, I'd start kick it off with a uh, badass band, you know, get right into it. Uh, I think I've mentioned these guys, or one of us has has mentioned Marilyn Manson. Uh, Marilyn Manson is I've seen you know I've seen him a few times in concert, more than a few times, and they're always badass. Uh, I love how they they have costume changes. They really get into the you know the feel of the music. So you're watching the music and listening. That's what I love about Marilyn Manson's shows. But they're I think I think his uh, his music is very effective for me. A lot of people, you know, it's very controversial. A lot of people, parents, whatever, don't like listening to Marilyn Manson, uh, or they want their kids listening to Marilyn Manson, and they, you know, assume that he's like, you know, evil, bad, whatever. And that it's sort of like the modern version of what was bad in the '50s or '60s, you know, where you couldn't listen to like we talked about this, you know, like maybe even like a Beatles song, you know, the parents would be like, no, 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 no Beatles. So like these guys are Marilyn Manson. They're like way more, I think indiscreet and you know they just get right into it you know they don't hold back but uh lots lots of music about religion anti-religion uh anti-societal uh norms stuff like that and my pick about destruction i i, I didn't really know the song that well so i was listening to some Marilyn Manson because i was like they gotta have something the song i picked was running to the edge of the world This is a very controversial song in itself because I think a lot of people thought that maybe the song was about his ex-girlfriend and, and kind of talks about like relationships and people being abused in relationships. And I think it gets into that a little bit about like women being abused and violence against women. So that's not really, I don't think the message wasn't like, yeah, be violent against women, but that's sort of the message that was taken from it. But, um, yeah, this is off of the album from 2009, The High End of Low. Uh, I thought it was a really cool song. It's a slow song. I think it's more than just about relationships. It sort of like talks a little bit about religion, which is kind of like Marilyn Manson-esque. And goes in a little bit about just other stuff or, you know, the world in general, just how we view it. Uh, what did y'all think? What do y'all think of Marilyn Manson? So um, this was... My second Marilyn Manson song. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> we're all looking. We're, like, you guys can't see us, but where our eyes just like, always light up like, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I, I, I think so. I, I, know it's, <laughs> I know it's the second what one. What was the first one? The Beautiful People? Was that what it was? Yeah, no, because sweet, sweet Dreams of Mayor D's, you picked the Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was a great song, too. So, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, I, at first I didn't get the destructive part of it. It was, it, so 
I always thought Marilyn Manson was like really like like kind of like corn heavy metal like you know really like that like listening to this it's and not? the other one no he seems more emo-y <laughs> like he's like super emo I mean there's it a I like... would say emo that's definitely a Jimmy Eat World and that kind of stuff but like Marilyn Manson is industrial rock metal not, so this not, is like a genre that started in the 90s and there are a lot of okay yeah like the clubs that had like people wearing leather pants and shit like in the 90s that's that's kind of where this this music sort of derives from and you get yeah. a little bit of that from like it runs off loosely from some of the punk and the metal from the 80s right uh one of my favorite bands that started in the 80s is like depeche mode but they're not that at all but i think they could be i could see people liking depeche mode and marilyn manson they're not the, they're not the same genre, but yeah, it's but yeah. the '90s is where like metal changed and industrial rock kind of made a movement there. Okay, but and so yeah. what, what I will say is like uh, you know it wasn't until I really read the 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 lyric the the liner notes in a sense um, yeah. because right. like the the lyrics are kind of like. Uh, we're running away. We're running away. And then, like, and then in the background, like, it says that that you know they're seeking destruction rather than death. And you're like, okay, all right. So, so this, I get the destruction part there. But yeah, it was. It, I didn't quite get it until, like I said, I, I actually looked at the lyrics. But it was a good song. But yeah, so yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm introducing you to Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you want me to say what I want to say. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm indifferent about Marilyn Manson. Like, I don't, I don't, I still, the jury's still out on whether or not I like his music or not. Like, some songs I like, other songs I don't. I haven't really explored his catalog too much, but I think there's a reason why it prevents me from, like, doing a deep dive into his music because one song I might like and another song like, eh. And, uh, this one I kind of feel is, uh, it's okay. Um, it, I, I don't know. It was, it was just all right. Like, I definitely think there are better Marilyn Manson songs. Does it fit the, the bill? I guess. Um, I, you know, I was trying to listen to the lyrics and, and maybe the lyrics are about destruction. I, you know, I, I don't know for sure. I've, I've listened to it a couple of times. I didn't really, I, I didn't really read the lyrics. I was just listening. Um, it didn't jump out at me uh, that that's what the song was about, but if that's what he says it is. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's okay. Like I said, it doesn't change my mind about Marilyn Manson. Um, he's, it's, I like some songs and then some songs I don't. And, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There you go. I can see, I can see that. I can see where you become coming that from that perspective. I don't think you were wearing leather pants in the nineties at, uh, emo clubs, but, um, no, like, no. I just, I never like when he showed up on the scene, it just, it wasn't something I was into, you know? Right. And, and I feel like his popularity, uh, was not, I wasn't, I, I wasn't there. And, you know, it's hard for me to jump onto that bandwagon later on because, you know, it just, that wasn't, that wasn't necessarily my scene at the time. So, you yeah. know, but I, I mean, I appreciate some of his songs. It's just, like I said, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'll avoid talking about other stuff about Marilyn Manson. I'm just talking about the music alone. 
So it's just okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's like that's true for a lot of artists. We can go into like their background and probably find a whole lot of shit that we don't like. Yeah. <laughs> but we're like, oh, well, this is over. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I, I, I see what you mean. Like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of torn with some of this stuff, but I do like Marilyn Manson's message and one of his music and about like society and image. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely seems like a pretty intelligent guy. Like, I, I remember him in the Michael Moore documentary, and, you know, he, he sounded, you know, he, he sounded uh, articulate, for sure. And, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. got a book out that's pretty good. I haven't read it. My wife, well, Robin, but, uh, she what? But it's it. definitely one of those, like, you got to separate the art from the artist, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's, well, his, uh, like I said, his performances are very artful. That's, yeah. that's why I like seeing him live. Uh, the last time I saw him was, he was like years, like decade past the time before. And it was a little different. It was like toned down. But, but yeah. I guess when I think about Marilyn Manson, I, I think more of like shock rock uh, comes to mind in, in his caricature of what he what he portrays himself as. Um, he's very intelligent. He, he definitely has, you know, a, a very... Um, outlook view of the world and his music is very cynical and you can hear it in his tone and how he sings some songs are better than others um but it's it, to me when it comes to him it's more about the shock value than it is about the music itself um he definitely has an artistic view of where he comes across but overall when it comes to this particular song I can see where you were coming from with the self-destructive part or with the destructive part of the way the world and, and how it views, you know, relationships and women and things of that nature. Um, I, I kind of got disconnected from that because all I can remember was he used to date Rose McGowan. I used to want to fuck shit out. Um, just, just being honest with you. And, <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah, you got from it. You want to fuck yeah, Rose McGowan? Yeah. 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 You know, go listening back on the song a couple of times. Yeah. I can see, you know, the, the tones, the undertones, the, um, you know, especially if you got it on like a speaker, you know, a house speaker or maybe an audio speaker, you could hear the, the vibrations in, in the, in the bass lines and on on. Like it's, it's definitely got a dark tone to it. Um, and it's the bill, you know, if you can put it on any like post apocalyptic scene, then it will work. Oh, yeah. So, you know, well, definitely. So, yeah. I can see that. Well, the reason why I think that would be true, too, is I think Marilyn Manson does a lot of, like, musical uh, or, like, uh, instrumental stuff for movies. Like, he did some lot, like, Resident Evil. Um, Freaking badass, dude. Like, he's done, he's done work with Trent Reznor. I mean, they're, they're all, like, that industrial rock scene. Mm-hmm. 90s, early to mid-90s was, you know, like, their start. But... This yeah. one was kind of tool esque to me. Um, yeah. You know, the band's going on now, but, but I still, you know, I could see him coming about. But I'm, I'm not tripping on it. Is, is it my favorite one from him? No, but I could definitely see where it matched the, the theme of what we're talking about and put you in that mode. So it's a great way to start off. I feel like this is one of the, like, I like a lot of Marilyn Manson stuff. So like, I, after I picked the song, like, oh, damn it. I could have picked like three, four other songs that might have fit even better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, the list goes on, and I'm sure I'll pick an album to make you guys suffer at some point. I'm not going to suffer. I'm going to find something. He definitely got a pretty good ear. It's just I don't like everything that he talks about. Some of the lyrics are kind of mundane and something. I mean, he's a dark as fuck dude, man. Like it's it's that's kind of why I like it though. He's he's not you know he's not trying to like make everything better that seem better than it is. True. But he does it. I think he creates lyrics and music in a way where it makes it enticing. 
And I think he does make some people think more than they would. And like y'all said, I think he's very intelligent too. So another reason why I kind of respect him is music. But I guess like Brandon said, we could do a deep dive into like someone as a person outside of what their music is. I don't know, but uh, he does have a book out there. So, so uh, I think, I think I'm trying to trying to figure out what uh, Brandon's got for us. Got yeah, I knew I was going to be next because I was critical. <laughs> um, oh, okay. You're being yeah. punished. You're critical. Yeah, no, seriously. Every time I say something that Damon likes and he's in charge, I'm always going to be next. Um, <laughs> I want to make you anyway, right. Say it. Yeah. But that's okay because I picked the better song. Um, yeah. So uh, the, the song I picked was actually, uh, I, 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 I was contemplating saving the whole album as one of my choice albums. Um, but then I thought, man, there's so many albums that I can pick from. And this song, I think, works perfectly for the theme. So I went ahead and, and picked a, a track from the album instead of saving the, the album itself. Plus, I didn't want anybody to ever pick this song. So I went ahead and, and selected this. And the song I picked was uh, by Megadeth. And the song is Symphony of Destruction. Dance like a marionette, swaying to the symphony of destruction. It is from their 1992 album, Countdown to Extinction. That was the album that I thought about doing as a choice album one of these times. Um, now I can't because I had to, I picked the song. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So you can still do it. No, I can't. I can't because I already picked a song from it. Um, <laughs> There's no rules, but okay. You, you no, can, by the I'm way. making my own rules here for me, okay. anyways. Well, then I'll, pick, um, I'll pick it as my own rule. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to destroy um, your rules. <laughs> well, if you pick it as as your choice, Damon, yeah, no. then I'm going to be like, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, that's why I was hoping that you would. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, no, man. Like, I, I love this song. I love this album. I, I've listened to this album multiple times. Um, the song was written by Dave Mustaine. Uh, he is the front man uh, for Megadeth. Um, he originally was part of Metallica um, for, for a short stint. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so anyway, you know, when I was growing up, I I think I was a bit intimidated by Megadeth. You know, like Metallica was probably as hardcore as I could get. Uh, Megadeth kind of scared me for some reason. I don't know why. I just thought like it was too loud. I didn't like the vocals. Um, I liked Metallica more. But then as I got older, uh, you know, I went back and I listened to Megadeth. And I'm like, oh, wait, I, I was totally wrong. You know, for some reason in my head, I thought Megadeth was like Cannibal Corpse or something. They are not like Cannibal Corpse. Um, they are not death metal by any means. But for some reason in my head, I thought they were. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I love this song. I think the song totally fits the bill. You know, he wrote the song and he was inspired by this belief that people are being led to their own destruction by by political figures. And that's kind of one of the reasons why the song is called what it is. Uh, the song sort of tells a story, a hypothetical story about a average Joe who becomes a political leader. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the lyrics are, are right for for this theme. 
Um, I think the song just kicks butt. Um, he's got a very interesting vocal style. Uh, they just, yeah, man, they just thrash it, dude. They're, the song is so cool. Um, there's so many good songs on this album, but uh, this was definitely one that was in heavy rotation on MTV. Even the music video was uh, controversial, and they had to edit it. And um, yeah, man, uh, Symphony of Destruction. I I love this song. I I, I this this is like I said, could have been a choice album because I think the album's great. Um, but yeah, this was my my track. So yeah, I like the, I like uh, I like Dave Mustaine's transition from Metallica to Megadeth. It really does make sense because Megadeth is like very similar to Metallica. You know, they even have like similar riffs and stuff, but like. I wouldn't call Metallica, you know, death metal or thrash metal like that, thing like that either, but they might get some of the same fans that you get at like a Slayer concert or something like that, but, uh, they're not, they're not in that same exact category, but yeah. So how baller is that though? Dave Mustaine's like, yeah, I'm in Metallica, but fuck that. I'm going to create another badass band that does just as well. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. But yeah, this song, this song is cool. I like it. I like that album. And I like the artwork on a lot of their stuff, too. Nice pick, dude. As usual, everybody else's picks are better than mine for the episode that's my episode. <laughs> that always happens. But I like it. I like it. No, you good, bro. Um, you definitely hit the nail on the head when it came to the destruction part. Uh, you, can, you can see that rolling all up and down through this particular track. Um, I, in the beginning, was a, in the beginning of my middle Phase. It's not really a phase. I just fell in love with metal. Um, I definitely liked how you know certain sounds were going and certain certain tunes were going from one way direction to another. And Megadeth kind of took it to that next level where I could listen to it without it like busting my eardrums to the point where my ears were bleeding out. Like they still have melodies that were going through, even though you know a lot of a lot of songs you listen to they may have riffs, but the riffs don't make it melodic. They actually make melodic riffs in their music. And it sounds crazy, especially when you're talking about metal, but they actually do it and it works. And in this particular one, it worked. And I felt every bit of it. And I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. That was, that was a good pick. Um, I couldn't get mad at it for no reason. And it actually wanted to make me want to like go break shit. So, but yeah, I, that's when you know you got a good song when it forcibly puts you in a mode of violence. It's like, yeah, I choose violence today. That works. <laughs> So it, I liked it uh, a lot too. I want to say I, I probably the first time I heard it had to have been like on a rock band <laughs> track list, but, but yeah, th this is like, yeah, it, it, it brought back some memories there and it was like, yeah, it is a, a great song. I haven't, other than this song, I probably haven't listened to any Megadeth <laughs> unless there's probably maybe, but who knows? I, I was like, I, and I know Megadeth came up when I was looking for for my track, but yeah, the, nothing beat this one for sure. So it was I liked it a lot. Plus, so I, it, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, if you haven't listened to Megadeth, I think Countdown to Extinction is probably the most accessible album for them. I think you can get into. Okay, gotcha. All right, I'll give that a try. So, but yeah, but it, I like the the lyrics on it, especially the whole Pipe Piper thing. It's like that imagery. It's like just awesome. But yeah. I do want to point out, like even the artwork, you know, like the old. There's always an old oh, guy. Dude. Yeah, that looks like he's like emaciated. He's all fucked up, but he's like maybe ready to battle or something. I don't know. Uh, with an axe, like he's like a 
some kind of like weird old dude warrior. And you see it as hell, isn't he? Yeah. But like like, a castle or something. I don't know. You see that shit like on Metallica's artwork too. And like tool. And it's like, okay, (laughs) maybe it's the same old. Well, and I, and if you guys are ever looking to get me a gift, I've been, every time I go to the record store, I always try to find a copy of this album on vinyl. Um, and I'm sure I could probably just find one on like Discogs, but it's the hunt, man. It's the hunt. (laughs) So anyway. Gotcha. So that would be be fucking sweet, dude. (laughs) Dietrich, what What you got for us? Um, I kind of want a different route. Uh, to be upfront and, and frank, because you know I like to be frank. Sometimes I like to be Betty, but today I'll be frank. <laughs> um, I uh, this wasn't my first choice or my second choice. This was a close second choice. Um, the reason why I went with this one versus the other two songs that I had in mind was because one, the other song that I had in mind was straight metal and. You know, it, it would have been another one of those metal pictures like, uh, I wouldn't feel it at that point. And then the other song was a rap song um, that was, you know, it was a popular rap song at the time, but it was too rappy. It was like, OK, it was main towards a specific group. And it's like, OK, I, I kind of want to touch everybody. So I dug in my crate. I came up with a track that I heard back like 2004, 2005, when uh, the album came out and. The initial song on the album was cool, but it was very spaced out. Uh, it did not have very, very good, like, intentiveness to it. And then they actually did like a, like a single release, which was basically like a remix of it where they do an instrumental remix of the track and it made it so much more listening, uh, to the point where it actually became my favorite song on that track. So I'm talking about, uh, a group called, an electronic band called Bakeless. And their song was Mass Destruction. Whether long-range weapon or suicide bomb, a wicked mind is a weapon of mass destruction. Whether you're solo or son. And this song uh, was basically written in um, response to the Iraq War and all of the individuals that were, you know, being, you know, basically killed or or, or being misplaced or bombed out or, or anything having to do with the actual war assets uh, going along with the situation and um, basically feeling helpless in, in order to help those people that were going through this situation on the other side of the world and feel like you can't do nothing about it. And then it kind of brought at home um, with the writing as far as, you know, his father leaving and saying that he was coming back but never was going to come back and, and basically, you know, taking a play off of uh, you know, IRAs because destruction, I always say, you know, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Well, people are killing everybody. People are the weapon. People are mass destruction because in turn, we'll turn around and, and destroy everything in our own paths. And so that's what I got out of the song and what do y'all think? I I think you picked the song that I would have picked if I knew about it. Like I was like the way that I heard this song, I was like, oh shit, I love this song. And I was like, why have I never heard this song? It's like, and totally, if I if I had known about this song, this would have been my pick. Like I was like, yeah, it was just, it, yeah, I can't say say enough about it. it. Just yeah, for some reason, it hit me all the right ways, and I was like, yes, <laughs> I like this. But plus. 
it, it took me a while to realize, but it, I thought he was saying action was the weapon of mass destruction, but he's saying inaction, which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Inaction is the weapon of mass destruction. But yeah, just the lyrically and then the horns. Yeah. It, and it needed that faster tempo because I went back because I thought about it. I was like, I'm listening to the single mix and I went back and I listened to the other one and you're like, this is way too slow. Like, no wonder they cranked up the <laughs> beats per minute and then the horns themselves, like, once that just sets it off right. <laughs> So. Yeah, they, they actually did did a right mix by it, yeah. um, and then coming out with it and releasing it as a single, and that's actually what got my ear up them because I hadn't I heard of one song which was God was my DJ, and I was like, okay, that was a cool mix. But then when this song came out, I was like, oh man, I actually like this. I'm actually into it, and so um, it kind of got my attention and the U.S.'s attention and and everything that was going on at the time. So uh, by the way, the album was No Roots, and so. Um, you know, go back and check out that album. It's a pretty good listener album. Um, this song is not on there as a single. They released it as a single, the single mix that you hear, but you know, the album itself is still pretty good for what they can with. So yeah, I, you know, I don't think I've ever heard of the band. Um, in fact, you know, I didn't even look into them other than listening to the album or the song a couple times. And now I'm here on Spotify and I'm looking at how many hits and I'm like, okay, another example of where have I been? Uh, So, uh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, like the image like pops up on Spotify and I'm like, wait, what? Who is this band? So, um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I I dug the song. I, I definitely like, uh, I definitely like the, what's what I, I like the beat of the song and and i think the lyrics are good and um yeah i i you know again it's a, a great example of uh of, you know picking a song that matches the theme and and the song is is yeah it's 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 a good choice that was to say for for destruction but it but it's definitely all its merit when you listen yeah. to the lyrics of what they're talking about yeah for sure but yeah no i i dug it i, I thought it was good Damn, what you got for me, bro? Yeah, I like how it's like the other side of destruction from what I would have picked, or from mm-hmm. what I picked. So we all had kind of like a different theme, like relationships or just like destruction in general, or, um, you know, this is like the war. And I, I really like the theme because it's, yeah, that's definitely like happening all the time. And the song, this song's great because it's like perspective of, you know, warrior, soldier, and their family, and um, yeah, and I like the beat too. I, like, I, I really, I really do like this artist. I think I'm gonna have to check them out for some more stuff. Uh, don't be afraid to make a choice album from them if you want. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I thought that was a really good pick. And it's what's that? I said, do your dances. I'm gonna pick them. You can. I got a. They got a, a like seven or seven or eleven. I know. I know of a good solid seven. They broke up in 2011. They actually came back in 2015, and then they were the lead rapper that you hear or vocalist that you heard in that particular part left again to start his own band. So now it's a, basically a duo, but they're still carrying on. So yeah, no, that's that's great, and, and that's what I would expect from you, Dietrich. Something I haven't heard of. Something that's. Um, a little bit different from what I normally listen to, and it's just a great pick. So, uh, really good depiction of destruction. Like it. Cool. Like I said, y'all pick better songs than me for when it's my episode. So, <laughs> we most uh, certainly did. Uh, have you listened to my episode? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all, well, y'all always pick better songs. 
I'm always more critical than shit. So, but I think I'm right. I think I'm right. Okay. <laughs> so we got Taj left. So what? Would you pick Taj? What do you think right. destruction is? <laughs> so <laughs> this was hard for me. Like I, I couldn't. You know, I didn't have a lot in my back pocket that instantly came to mind for destruction. So I had to do research, found out there's a metal band named Destruction. So that makes things harder. And so (laughs) I went through, you know, I went through like songs about destruction, didn't like any of those, you know, tried set on fire, you know, Adele came up and like, no, I don't want Adele. That's not destruction with the hell, you know, Uh, you know. Um, so oh, she's got destruction songs for sure. <laughs> Hello from the other side. <laughs> no, because I did set on fire, and then of course it's like I set the sky on fire by Adele or the the mm-hmm. rain something. Yeah, that was like no, that's not what I'm going for. <laughs> Google. So it took me a while, it, and so my thing was I wanted something that lyrically matched and that you know rocked, and so. I finally came across ACDC, which I knew ACDC because they were the first band I ever saw in concert. And so um, the one that it came up on the list was Hell's Bells. No, Hell's Bells, um, as far as I know, and we're about to find out here, is one of Brandon's favorite ACDC songs. And the way I know this is because he had ACDC Rock Band Edition. And I remembered this song particularly because he wanted to particularly sing Hell's Bells, right? And so I'm on lead guitar and his wife is on drums. And so it starts out, you know, with the drums and then the lead guitar. And then we're playing it and it's like two minutes in you're like are you gonna sing anytime soon dude <laughs> and then it kicks in you're like oh okay and so the the lyrics on hell's bells like you know the if you read the lyrics it makes sense because he's totally like yeah i'm going down the path of hell's bells i'm destroying shit like i'm it, i could either go this way or i'm going to hell and he's like nope i'm going towards hell and stuff is about to get fucked up <laughs> and that's the way i'm going <laughs> so you're like so I feel that way lyrically it totally matches the, the destruction theme. But yeah. So what do you all think of A C D C Hell Spells? Well, I feel like I should be the first to jump in. <laughs> right. Um, because you involved me in your story. Right. Um and yeah, no, you are right. A- uh, Hell Spells is one of my favorite A C D C songs. You are totally right. I just totally dig the song. Uh, from the moment it starts until it ends, man, like great introduction to a song. I like the buildup. Um, you know, if we ever did an ACDC episode, uh, a tribute episode, you've already picked one of my favorites, <laughs> but don't worry. There's plenty more I can pick from. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, man, I, I love the song. I always have, um, one of my favorite versions of the song is actually there was a great CD of ACDC Live, and I love the introduction to the song on there because they're hitting like a real bell on stage. It's just kicks butt, man. Um, but yeah, dude, this song rocks. Um, I kind of remember that story you told. Um, I do remember playing Rock Band and playing the ACDC one, and and uh, yeah, man. If I wanted to sing that song, 
It's because I was the best singer in the group. <laughs> and, uh, and because I just, yeah, I love this song. It's a great song. Great choice. Um, I'm glad you found something and, uh, something for this episode. And, and you, you picked, you picked a good song. So yeah, good song. Good choice. Thank you. <laughs> Always a fan of ACDC, dude. Yeah. You can't go wrong with these guys. I'm surprised you heard of them, though, Taj. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> wait, was this... Was it Bon Scott? He's like the the kilt-wearing dude, right? Where's a kilt? No, bon, bon Scott's... No, Bon Scott's not... He hasn't been with the band in a long time. I mean, Bon Scott died. Yeah, okay. He's yeah, but when this song came out, was he not? He wasn't. No, no. Was, I think was uh, it was on uh, it was on uh, Back in Black album. Uh, yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, okay, okay. But Bon Scott was the original singer, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Fucking hell's bells, dude. This is yeah. high school all over again. Yeah. Uh, so it was after after his death. It was yeah. it was on Back on Black, and it was the second single released. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got back in black stuck in my hair. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even though even though I do love Hell's Bells, I do actually prefer the Bon Scott albums myself, to be honest. Uh-huh. Though um, I do love Hell's Bells, but OG. Yeah, I like Bon Scott more. I just wanted to create a little conversation about Bon Scott because I know it's like the original dude. So they didn't start wearing kilts till after him. Is that right? That was like a newer thing. I, I'm not sure. Doing the fucking kick dance when he goes across the stage and shit. We can always suggest ACDC as one of your themes. All right. And you can do all the research you want. Right. Exactly. Enough said. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. That was good. Any other more? Th- or did you say anything, Dietrich? Nah, I didn't have yeah. to. Shit, oh, you, you know, didn't so. have to. <laughs> <laughs> I came here to chick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> you know, this is quintessential ACDC. This is, this is you know, a kick ass song. And if you're going to go down in flames and the world is coming to an end, fuck it, put this song on, put some shades on, and start shooting your guns at everybody. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, balls to the wall. I'm loving it. All right. Sounds good. So are you guys ready to go ahead and flip this record then? All right. I'm going to drop the needle on side B. So, uh, Damon, uh, how are you doing over there? Oh, I'm doing good now that we've just <laughs> talked about all the destructive <laughs> things that are happening around us. You know. <laughs> uh, you had some yeah. work for us, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. Uh this is so I like to pick albums from my like my personal, you know, CD collection and stuff like that. I didn't hear about this band until I think a little bit after this album, you know, probably a lot after. Uh, but a couple of my friends like the band. The band's Toad the Wet Sprocket. Uh, they're not like unknown. They're, you know, they're a pretty well known band. Not everybody's heard their stuff, but they're yeah, I, I I think that they're definitely like a band that everybody could listen to, um, and a lot of their albums like I guess they're kind of similar, but they they all have sort of like a pretty mellow rock sound to it, and that's that's something I gravitate to a lot. Um, so the album's Fear, and I think more the name than the album kind of goes along with destruction, but 
there's there's a lot of storytelling in this album. I like I like songs or albums that like have a lot of story to them they could follow. And I feel like listening to this album, you can follow every song as if you're on like a ride. And it's uh, it just kind of takes you away. And the, the guitar is great, the instrumental is great in this. Um, you know, they're pretty straight up, just you know, a pop rock band, which you know is probably one of my I I guess is probably one of my top favorite genres, but uh, which which involves a lot. Uh, but yeah, so the uh, the band is it, it consists of five four members on this album five they had an extra person doing like there's like she did like a lot of like voiceover like like spoken word i guess uh so it's glenn phillips todd nichols um glenn phillips is the lead vocals he's like the the one you hear todd nichols is the guitarist and dean Denon is is the bassist keyboard and randy gus for drums um, yeah, so pretty good band. I think Laurel Fra- Laurel Franklin is her name. She does like a, I think it's like one or two songs. She does like the storytelling or vocals for that song, which is kind of cool. Um, but uh, there's you know, funny enough, there's a there's a uh, song called Stories I Tell. But yeah, I'm kind of like a, a geek over this band, and I, I know a lot of people either like them or don't. But there's two really big hits on this this album that. I just love my my pick. My favorite song is "All I Want," um, which maybe is everybody else's pick too. I don't know, uh, but uh, that was a radio hit. Yeah, this is a nine. This album's ninety one, so um, I don't know. I guess I was like just starting high school or almost in high school. <laughs> I was I was too young to like know too much about music at that point. I think I was still learning a lot of bands then, but I didn't hear about these guys till like probably like the mid 20 mid 2000s like 2010 or maybe a little bit earlier but uh yeah no that's yeah that's probably about when i when i first started hearing their songs and it, it wasn't this album that i was introduced to but met gavin mccallop is the uh he, he produced this and he also did like i think he did like miley cyrus um he produced uh what is that? The Rembrandt, which, I mean, it's all that kind of like pop rock stuff. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, this is kind of like what I gravitate, gravitate to. I think he did Google, Google Dolls too. He produced their stuff as well. But, uh, uh, yeah. So this is, this is one of my, my picks for my collection. And, uh, now I'm ready to be ripped apart for it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What do you all think of my, my album pick? I don't think you're going to be ripped apart, but I'm not sure. I'll let Brandon go. <laughs> oh, dude, wow. Well, we see. That was some sucker shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to be ripped apart, but, you know, I'm going to let Brandon go first. <laughs> right. And then if I chime in, then it's okay, because I wasn't a bad. <laughs> wow. All right. So so I'll start with, with I'm probably – so if my taste around that time – it, that was similar to this was uh, I never really, I knew the hits. I knew the hits of Toad the Wet Sprocket. Um, but, you know, my taste around that time was always like uh, vertical, uh, vertical Horizon, Goo Goo Dolls. You know, I listened to other bands that sound like this. And I just, for some reason, never tried Toad the Wet Sprocket, like even though I knew the hits. Yeah, they all have the same production. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I will say like the first time I, 
I, I listened to this album. I was like, yeah, you know, I could be listening to, <laughs> to, to one of those other bands. Um, so, but I did live with it. So I did listen to this album. Actually, I, I got three, three listens in on it. Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm starting to t- kind of develop this feel that like bands that you grew up with have a different meaning than bands that you just know of and you try and listen to them once. Um, and I kind of grew to like this. Like I did like it. Um, right. I'm actually, my choice pick is not one of the big radio hits. Um, you know, it, it, I probably still need to sit with it a little bit more, but it, you know, of the non big radio hit ones, you know, I like the, uh, something to say, but actually my pick is before you were born. Like that one is just like, oh, cool. Yeah. I'll yeah. Like that song yeah. That one would just, so different and then what i was talking about and you're like this is you know this should be you know it should be a hit and i'm not sure why it's not but it's one of those where like if you listen to a band this would probably be one of those songs you're like oh this is a great song by that band you know if you yeah it's another it's a storytelling aspect of it that i really like i thought that i kind of thought that you would like that too taj okay and that's that song is like it's like the you know isn't it the one that's the one with the boy and the dad uh, yeah, which it's one about breaking about how like you're not the first one you're not the first one to break down doors like somebody else has broken down doors and so like but it's yeah it's it's interesting or at least that's the main main part but yeah it was I don't know I liked it yeah yeah I, I thought it was interesting that you you uh, you were wishing that you were listening to Vertical Horizon other than this. <laughs> <laughs> that was your first thought, uh, but it got better, so that's cool. Right, well, and, and and that's the thing. Like, I got a lot of gruff for liking Vertical uh, Horizon or Google Dolls. I, lo- I love those bands. So, I mean, <laughs> but I also like a lot of other bands too. I think I'm multi-faceted with my music, right? And, and what I listen to, but um, yeah, this isn't for everybody, so that's cool. Yeah. But I am going to pull shit out of my fucking collection. You all are going to either like it or hate it. So, <laughs> so. Uh, who wants to go next? You want a positive or a negative? <laughs> oh, just lay it on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be positive? Who's going to be negative? Uh, I don't know. What I'll, you- I'll, I'll play good cop. Uh, I'll, I'll go that route. So, <laughs> so we already know that Brandon's gonna rip it. Oh, rock paper scissors. No, no. We sh- let's end with a negative. You first. <laughs> you go first, Cedric. <laughs> let's roast them both. All right. Um. So here's where I'm coming with. Um. There's definitely some songs on the album I like. Um. I kind of I feel exactly where you're coming from, from the sense of this is the band that you like that you picked out your personal stash that you have a personal connection with, especially with your story of being a freshman in high school, you're working through, you know, what, what everybody has to work through as a freshman trying to find yourself and your identity. Um, I think it didn't, like, it didn't travel well through the years, but mainly because that was on my first listen. My first listen to this came after listening to our Destruction songs. So I was already in, like, a heavy rock mode, and, like, the first song came on, I'm like, what the fuck? But then I remembered, okay, this this was his choice album, not his choice pick. Doesn't necessarily mean it has to go with theme or whatever. And then I, on my second listen, I completely blocked everything out and literally came back and listened to the lyrics. And I was like, okay, now I get where you're coming from with it. I understand where you're pushing through. And one of my favorite songs on here um, was only two, the all you want, but 
The other one was uh, Stories I Tell. That was the one that kind of stuck with me because of the swing vibe and build up and, and the whole nine. So that that I thought was like a really cool song. I don't got the message behind it and the lyrics were definitely on point for it. So uh, kudos to you for picking that one out to personal stash. I know personally when I pick one out of my stash and I think it's going to go overwhelming and it completely flops. It's like, damn, but... It's only because this is what I like. Fuck what everybody else thinks. With that being said, we are on the podcast. You know, like each other, what we think. So, all right, that's that's my end of my good spiel. Uh, right <laughs> what you got. All right, I'm gonna play bad cop now. Um, no, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna play like horrible, evil, corrupt cop. Um, <laughs> no. So okay, I gotta take the glove out, you know, do yeah. a little inspection. Okay. No, no, just gonna slap yourself on the back of the head a bit while you try to drink the water. That's it. I I got it. Like I'm really surprised by what you had said earlier that I would have thought that you grew up with Total Wet Sprocket, and then that would explain your connection to the album. So I'm really surprised that you didn't come to. Total Wet Sprocket till like the mid 20s or 2010. Cause to me, it would have made much more sense that you picked this album because you grew up with the album, you know? So I'm kind of, kind of surprised by that, actually. Yeah. Um, right. It might have been you know, 2006 what, or so that I actually heard it first. It's the nostalgic feel of it. Remember, he's a 90s, 90s. No, I, like, I understand, but I, I would have thought he would have been a Total Wet Sprocket fan. And that's why he picked the album. Like he, he was right. a fan. He, like he grew up with the band as the band he grew in popularity. You were there from the beginning. That's how I, that's kind of right. what I thought when I was listening to it, because I'm like, well, that explains why he's a, he likes the album and he likes Total Wet Sprocket. Right. Yeah. Well, I did. Uh, so Walk on the Ocean, the first big hit, like, so this album ch- topped the charts. It was like top 100, 200, um, cause it's pop rock, you know, it kind of happens, but. I did know that song. And so what I, what happened was I, I related this album to that song and then just kind of went from there, but it wasn't yeah. the first album that I heard from them. So it's not really what pulled me into total what's rocket. Okay. Yeah. So, so anyway, just, you know, I just wanted to say that. Um, yeah. And you know, when I, like when I was growing up in like junior high and high school, I definitely had some friends that were big in the Total Wet Sprocket. Uh, I was not. Um, it's, I never really listened to a full album. I definitely had heard some tracks. You know, I knew the hits and I knew a few more songs and I just couldn't get into it. Um, you know, and, and really just kind of fell off my radar, you know, like Total Wet Sprocket would, would pop up and, and like, you know, concerts and venues and the towns that I lived in. And, uh, and I know that they have a huge following, but, um, listening to the album in its entirety, you know, a couple times for the episode because, you know, I wanted to make sure I, I gave it a good, good shake, a shakedown. Um, you know, I, I was trying to see, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I just, I feel the same way I did when, when like I was introduced to them in the nineties, just I'm very indifferent about total wet sprocket. Like, I mean, I think that they do have, like, I mean, the couple of songs on there that are hits, you know, are hits for a reason. Um, I think they overplayed them for sure back in the old days, <laughs> um, back in those old 90s. Um, but, yeah, I, 
I don't know. Like it wasn't, it wasn't painful. It wasn't hard to get through, but it wasn't very memorable for me. Um, I, like I said, I just, I, I feel the same way that I did then as I do now where like, I, I'm just not the biggest fan, but I understand why they do have a following and that's great. Um, I don't know how, like, it's, it's strange to me that, that you became a fan later. Cause again, like I said, it just makes a lot more sense that you connected to, with them when you were, you know, a teenager. That would have made even more sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it, it was very mediocre, uh, for me. Um, if I had to pick a song and, you know, I would, I, I do actually kind of like the song is, uh, I, you know, it's the same one Diedrich picked is stories I tell. Um, I think I, I like that one the most. Um, of the two hits, I think one's better than the other. One I never want to hear again. And honestly, I don't remember the names of either songs. <laughs> I don't remember now because I all I want, want to subject myself to I the want. one that I don't want to hear again. <laughs> you don't um, want to hear all I want. Yeah, is that the first song at the beginning? No. I no. Walk on the Ocean is the first one. Oh, I don't want to hear that yeah. one again. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna so take a dive into some nineties and just listen to Toad uh, all day. I can yeah, do that. I, just, I like I said, it, it didn't change my mind about them. You know, it, it's it's good to go revisit some bands that you have some. You know, uh, like it's good to revisit bands that you're not sure you like or you didn't like then. But it hasn't. It didn't really change my mind about them. So was it the Toad you didn't like or the Wet Sprocket you didn't like? <laughs> Um, I didn't yeah. like the, the band. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny they didn't, they didn't know what to name the band, and they didn't even they thought it would be funny. I guess it was like an accident that they named it that, but they just kept it right. So. And so the the reason why I mentioned the other bands was like I had always felt that you either listen to those other bands or Toad the Wet Sprocket. That's where it was one when, when I got into this type of music. It was like. There was people that was like, oh, I don't listen to that band. I listen to the Wet Sprocket. And you're like, or it was vice versa. Like, well, I mean, I, yeah. I couldn't see myself being a diehard fan of Toad the Wet Sprocket, like like a fish head or something, or, <laughs> you know, like the, you know, Jerry Garcia fan or whatever, Grateful Dead. Might right. follow him on tour. I mean, every band's got that. I think it makes mm-hmm. sense for not everybody to like this band or a band like this, especially like Brandon. I know you don't like that show Friends, and the mm-hmm. Rembrandts did the theme song for that. And Gavin McCallop is a producer for Rembrandt, so it's kind of fits a little bit. I'm starting to put. The I don't. I, I, I don't care. Like I have nothing against the song from Friends. I just not a fan of the TV show Friends. <laughs> right not but a fan not that a fan. would fit that it kind of fits it a little bit it's kind of it's like the 90s pop because these guys had a big break in between their albums <laughs> i mean they went like almost 20 years i so mean if like, if this album came out in 91 you know 92 and 93 i'm listening to pearl jam and i'm listening yeah. to alice in chains and and that's I'm what I was to, listening to. I wasn't listening right, to Total West Right. Sprocket. And so like Total West Sprocket, <laughs> I'm know? just like, eh, you know, like Did I got you? I got yeah. Pearl Jam and I got Soundgarden here. I'm good, man. Ooh, <laughs> you know? Chains, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. My bad. But that's you know, I, I, I could see them maybe playing with these guys though. Like they probably were on tour with one of those bands. Um Maybe not, but they were obviously in the same circuit at the same time. But I mean, they they had their tons of albums in the '90s, 
and then the 2000s come around and they like didn't have shit till like 2021 so it was uh coils after this one and coil is a great album actually um but i like this album and coil and i, I like the hits on this but i also like i like i said i I'm not even thinking about what other people are thinking of the band. I just, I like the album because it's a story and the storytelling, I think it's done really well. And it's uh it's probably like a, I don't know, some douchebag 90 <laughs> shit, but <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's not yeah. your worst, worst choice. No. So yeah. by any means, we'll get there we'll get there eventually. here's a backhanded compliment it's not your worst story. <laughs> 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 oh, I, expected it. I expected the ridicule for sure no you're not being ridiculed i, I hope that's not how it came across no, no, no. you're ridiculing the the actual genre not me not me no. personally maybe a little bit you're attacking my uh yeah <laughs> No. Music taste. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not about attacking your music taste. For me, yeah. I'm not going to knock it off to speak for anybody else. For me, it's not about attacking the music taste because everybody has music that they love and other people won't love it. And what it's about for me is the band itself. And it's like what I listen to this band on a regular basis. It depends. I got to hear more stuff from them. But I know the hits that we're talking about. But, you know, this, you did open my eyes to their storytelling efforts. And so, like I said, that song, like uh, uh, that particular song, Stories I Tell, like that was like a, a really good song. So to me, I would go back and listen to other albums that they dropped in order to see, you know, what other music I might like off of them. So you opened me up to that one. I definitely appreciate that. As far as like the rest of the songs, I wasn't in the right headspace the first go around. This go around the second time, I was like, okay, I'm I'm better at it. I can pick up more more instrumentation in there. I can I can see yeah. where it's coming from. You're making it work. I mean, that's well, cool. That's cool. No, he's not. Rem- rem- Remember too, I like I said I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Like if you like it, you like it, and and you shouldn't be ashamed for liking what you like. Um, you know, so like if you like it, that's great. Like oh, I'm not ashamed. No, no, you shouldn't be. But I'm gonna wear a fucking toad t-shirt, dude. I also I also know. Well, I also know I need to have thick skin about some of the shit that I like. So you know, you got to have thick skin to like certain movies and certain music because I have been ridiculed. For a long time about things that I like, and uh, it's okay. Well, it's I'm, cool used to, because I'm used to it. They're yeah. all wrong, and I'm right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm used to it. I live in Austin. Austin's like a huge music city, and a lot of my friends are in bands, and they know the shit that I like, and they fucking have ripped me up, ripped on me for it, you know. Um, but yeah, this is like this is a feel good band, and sometimes I need to feel good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> ah, you're good, bro. But yeah, that's where that's that's where I draw, you know, this from. It's like it's a good place for me, and um, oh. I definitely like this band for that. I, I, I mean, maybe I'll come back to Toad again for Coil. Coil is one of my other uh, favorite albums. That's from them. So um, that might receive different a different uh, uh, feedback for sure because it's it's, okay. it's it is a slightly different album. Um, okay. But, yeah. I just want to say one more thing. For you, Total Wet Sprocket puts you in a good mind space. For Taj, it's Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. You can't deny it now, Taj. You're the one to put it out there for it. 
So, <laughs> and speaking of uh, Taj, um, yeah, Taj, do you have homework for us next episode? I do have homework for us next episode. So, oh um, man, all right, all right. So, <laughs> all right. So, first of all, let me say I did own the album. So, I is probably one of those Columbia House picks, and I picked this album, and I oh, had it wow. as a kid. Yeah. Josh, I don't like it when you do disclaimers before you tell us the album. <laughs> the fact that you said Columbia House already put me in the mood, bro. <laughs> uh, but so it's in. I so I listened to the album multiple times before I made this pick. So it's an informed decision. So even though I realized that you guys are going to be like, really. <laughs> Um, so Damn it, this is a perfect example of you did not pick the worst out, bro. Just, just like it. All this build that they keep giving us, no one else oh, probably gonna dude. give a whole bunch of shit. You're gonna hear shit from me that you hate, but uh I I'm fine with that. <laughs> I hope he's faking us out. Like he's kind of like, like oh, the Beatles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not faking you out. Let's go to Hannah Montana. I, I like Miley Cyrus, you like Hannah Montana. That's cool. No, all yep. right, Taj, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. So it is this artist's fifth and final album that was released posthumously after her death. I picked Selena, Dreaming of You. <laughs> Nothing. I like the movie. <laughs> <Nothing>. Selena. <laughs> so, um, wow. Yeah. This is kind of like, uh, and they say, is this the same era as Mariah Carey's uh Butterfly music box or something like that? It's probably around the same time as Butterfly. This was 95. Oh, so okay. four, four years after after your total wet sprocket. So. Oh, this would have been the last thing I would have listened to. So this would be an experience. <laughs> right? Now I'm pissed. Because now I pick somebody that I can't talk shit about. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually like Selena. So it's like, damn. Okay. Damn. Uh, all right. I'm in it. All right, cool. Cool. Okay. So even if you hate the album, there's a lot of controversy and shit to talk about. So, um, yeah. Yep. This will be fun. <laughs> this will be fun. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll go ahead and sign this out then. Um, and you can find this on our website of choicetracks.com or you can uh, email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm going to destroy the damn world. <laughs> I'm Dietrich. Because. Uh, because. Um, and we're going to pick up the needle, but that's going to be a choice track. Because of uh, Taj's next <laughs> I see. Dietrich, destroy the world. <laughs> right. I actually like the sound of that.